Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, hello everybody, it's Hump Day. Happy Wednesday morning here, December 20th, 2023. Inching our way to the end of the year. Everyone got their New Year's resolutions locked in. We've got all of your news for you today. Just because the year's ending doesn't mean the drama has to. I've got it all, including a podcaster criticizing Nick Vial. I tell you what, I already can tell you this. I think I'm going to side with Nick. Uh, I just want you guys to know that because some people accuse me of being a Nick hater, but I'm trying to be as uh, a non-biased, unbiased, what's the term here? Either way, I'm going to listen to that. Plus, we've got Kanye West selling his $53 million Malibu home. Anyone need an extra uh, stocking stuffer? How about Kanye West home? We've got some NFL news and, of course, Taylor Swift. We're going to cover it all today, but let's start off with some Christmas cheer, a throwback. I found this in the old school cool subreddit. It's Dolly Parton on Late Night with David Letterman in 1990 singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's cute. All right. Yeah. Now, anybody wants to join in with us on this, you can. Sure you won't wear your horn. No, I'm all right. Thanks. shiny nose and if you ever saw it why you would even say it glows all of the other reindeer they used to laugh and call him names they never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games until one foggy Christmas Eve old Santa came to say hey Rudolph with your nose so bright won't you guide my sleigh tonight the reindeer loved him as they shouted out with glee. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history. Play one, dearie. Today when we were rehearsing, I heard these boys singing Rudolph, and I thought it might be fun if we just let them take a course by themselves. You think you can do that? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, listen at had a very shiny nose. <laughs> and Everybody. You would even say it glows. Sure you All of the Monday other anyway. reindeer. Are you singing? All right, she's talking to you guys. Come on now, sing along. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. 
And if we ever saw it, you would even say it flows. All of the other reindeer, you still haven't caught it. Gentlemen, that's Dolly Parton in 1990 singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and she wishes everyone a happy Christmas there. So if that doesn't brighten up your day, I'm sorry, nothing will, because she is a gosh darn national hero, a landmark, if you will, Dolly Parton. Uh, And let's move on to some other news here. I don't know if this is a happy story or a sad story. A pig created chaos in New Jersey. I've got two New Jersey stories today. They're the most New Jersey stories you're ever going to hear. A pig created chaos in New Jersey after escaping from a local farm and leading the police on a comical chase in Deptford Township. A video shared by the police shows officers attempting to lasso the elusive pig while it squeals and evades capture. Detective Sergeant Bob Jones humorously noted that chasing the pig for a quarter mile proved more challenging than expected. The officers eventually captured the four-year-old pig after a 30-minute pursuit. Now, I'm sure there will be some comments about pig references here, but I have to say this. If if an animal is able to escape from a farm, they should just be allowed to live freely. You know what I mean? All right, they escaped. Let them roam. Just like that, you know, the, the bull that was roaming the subway system in New Jersey last week. Who thought the Garden State had so much uh, uh, livestock, really, is the question. All right, you know what? Why don't we go from one New Jersey story to another? Tommy DeVito, do you know him? Uh, he's uh, uh, becoming quickly a football legend in uh, the New York, the stri- tri-state area. Buries the hatchet. And by the way, I'm about to read for you the most New Jersey headline you're ever, you've ever heard. Tommy DeVito buries hatchet with New Jersey pizza place after dispute with owners. What the heck could have happened here? Deep breath, Paisano's PR crisis averted for Tommy DeVito. Just hours after the New York Giants signal caller caught grief online, DeVito made things right with a local Jersey restaurant owner and fans by showing up and hanging out with a gang of Big Blue fans where he took photos, signed autographs, and ate. The controversy started this week when the owners of Coniglio's Coniglio's? Coniglio's Old Fashioned Pizzeria in Morristown, New Jersey accused the 25-year-old rookie of going back on his word, alleging Tommy agreed to a $10,000 appearance fee, only to double his rate after the Giants' big Monday night football win over the Packers on December 11th. But we're told the whole thing was just a big misunderstanding. Sean Salsi, DeVito's marketing agent and attorney, told us his client wasn't aware of what was going on and there was never a concrete deal in place. Still, Tommy DeVito was criticized and the young signal caller wanted to make everyone happy. So he made a promise, a surprise appearance at the pizza parlor. DeVito and the owner made Made good. He got the full experience today. Yeah, you don't want, listen, you don't want to mess uh, if you're an up-and-coming uh, quarterback in the tri-state area. You don't want to mess with the local pizza shop owners. They, uh, they'll they whack you. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, so either way, happy to hear that story had a happy ending. And boy, we've got another Taylor Swift happy ending story. Not that kind. We'll have that right after the break. 
All right, so as you know, with our content schedule, there's so many different stories going on between gearing up for the next season of The Bachelor and casting Golden Bachelorette and whatnot. And sadly, and I say this short of breath, sadly, this uh, Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal just won't seem to end. Just when you think the movie's over, the bad guy's gone, it just keeps rearing its ugly head. I've been made aware while uh, recording this morning's uh bachelor rush hour episode that the lady behind the clayton eckert paternity scandal again the lady whose name i've meticulously scrubbed and never used you know every court case i redact her name and i don't share her image um i've tried my best to not lay any personal attacks on her i've just tried to be fair but also critical of the way she's handled this so-called bizarre paternity you know, pregnancy case against Clayton. Well, um, I'm receiving information and I refuse to look at it, but I'm receiving information she has taken to her own Facebook account to share a very one-sided version of the story, you know, uh, sharing that I'm some cyber bully who's got it out to get her. She's not sharing the fact I've never said her name. It's almost like any amount of pursuit of justice for Clayton Eckerd, she's weaponized as an attack on her. All we've done is share words she has said. Uh, but between the psychological manipulation, some may even call, you know, blackmail, uh, emotional blackmail, as she said, that any amount of self-harm she does is blood on my hands. Guys, it's too heavy. It's too heavy for the Christmas season. I want a ceasefire. I do. I truly do. I don't want to be the face of this story. I, I, I believe anyone who's been listening and watching understands we're not trying to make her the target of a smear campaign. I've never asked anybody to send any mean comments her way. Please, I'm pleading with you. Hear me out, but don't go to her private Facebook pages. Let her tell her audience what she wants. But any amount where she tries to, I don't know, take what I'm saying and turn it out, turn it around on me, all I have to say is, and I say it over and over, the truth shall set me free and it shall set her free. All I've done is taken away from the uh, general uh, words that were taken out of context when Clayton emailed her. Uh, you know, all of these half-truths that she has tried to share, I've just pulled the magnifying glass away and just said, hey, here's a full email. Here's a full court document. Here's what she has said. Here's what he has said. Here's what the test results are. Now, obviously, when I share this on the journalistic level, I share the the facts of the case, that being, you know, evidence and exhibits and motions and all of that. But I then share my opinion. It's up to you guys to understand and formulate your own opinions. I would never ask my audience to believe what I believe. I just have my opinions based on, you know, years of uh, of, of, of doing, you know, commentary where I go, well, this is my opinion and it's my opinion. She's not pregnant, uh, based on the information she shared, maybe that's wrong and maybe she is, but, uh, you know, uh, as far as, you know, the genetic testing and everything, it hasn't come back to show that, um, I, I'm, I'm going to try my best to not take it personally when she tries to present me as some sort of monster. But what I ask of you guys, if you could do me a solid, just hang in there and, I know you're. I know you guys are also supportive. I'm trying. I, I try to. I try to bring you content, and I try not to be the content. But due to this real, just 
never-ending headache of a story, which I fear could just go on for years. As we mentioned last episode, we have the court case in February of 2024. Who knows what's going to come after that? The only thing I want for Christmas is peace, happiness with my family, and for this person to either you know to come to terms with what she has done to these guys uh, with regards to some of the manipulation and contracts she's got them under date me or I won't you know father the you know I'll mother the baby I'll, you know crazy stuff guys just crazy stuff I'm imagining due to some of the press she's going to be giving me that new folks will come to the channel I bet and I am taking the bet that once they see my content they'll realize I'm not a bad guy. I'm not cyberbullying her. I'm in a place where I want the truth to come out, and it's my opinion until proven otherwise that um, she's just not giving us the full truth. That's where I stand on that. Now, sadly, I'm going to couple that with some other sad news here. Hasbro layoffs are affecting different companies here. You know, as as you know, Hasbro is a giant toy brand. Hasbro layoffs affecting Wizards of the Coast. This is just what's wrong with our country out here, <laughs> and, and really just the the world in general. Capitalism is that, of course, they we're going to see million dollar bonuses for the CEOs, and then hundreds, if not thousands of people losing their job right before Christmas. Hasbro, parent company to Wizards of the Coast, announced that it would be laying off 1,100 staff members in an internal company-wide email on December 11th. Over the past few days, staff members affected by the layoffs have come forward on social media to reveal they are now looking for work. Many of those affected by the layoffs include members of Wizards of the Coast staff. This new workforce reduction comes after 800 jobs were slashed at the beginning of the year. These job cuts were reported to be staggered out over the next few months, but there are some employees who have already been let go. Layoffs are a challenging time, no matter when, but ones right before the holidays hit harder for everyone involved. So it looks like a rough year for the toy maker. It says the total lost jobs are um, to over 1,920% of its total workforce. And as some people have said, uh, probably upwards of an $8 million bonus for the CEO. Oh boy, you hate to see it. Well, I hope no one is affected out there, but of course, statistically, maybe one or two of you guys are wishing you the best keep your head up high and hoping 2024 it uh, starts better than 2023 ended i wanted to share a very funny tiktok i found its title is called i asked my students what do you buy someone in their 30s for the holidays um the answers that were given are text answers so i'm gonna read them for you but this is young students saying what they think somebody in their 30s should receive for the holidays. I asked my students, what do you buy someone in their 30s for the holidays? Measuring cups. Uh, that's the first one. Signs that say, bless this home. A Dyson vacuum. That's a good one. A bottle of wine and hip implants. Maybe. Panera Bread gift cards. People in their 30s love soup. Bingo cards. You give them bath and body work stuff. It's what my mom wants. Expensive meats. Okay, not bad. Hard candies. Never pass on a candy. Candy Crush Premium. All right. You get them old people candles that smell like home or back then. What does that even mean? TJ Maxx gift card. Okay, I'll take that. The wrinkle creams. We all need those in our 30s. Heated blanket because their muscles be hurting. A coffee mug that says, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee because they're all coffee-obsessed millennials. A lawyer or a divorce attorney 
Okay, geez, those ones, those last few ones were really hit hard. All millennials love their coffee. Yeah, that's true. We, uh, we identify with coffee. That's absolutely true there. Yikes. Okay, we got a few more stories here. Let's let's bring up the mood. I, you know, I brought the mood down a little bit. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I try to disassociate from some of the the side dealings of that court case and they just come back and I can't I that you know, some days hit harder than others. You know, obviously, we've received there's there's been a hell of a and again, I'm sorry for coming back to it, but there's been a hell of a lot of uh, motions um as we released 2 days ago or no, yesterday. No, yeah, 2 days ago we released Clayton five filed these motions to prove non-paternity. I mean, he's coming hard. He's coming, oh, that's a bad pun intended. He's going hard after after Jane Doe here uh, to prove non-paternity. Would this be something somebody, if they had something to hide, would do, right? So, I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling like this is sort of that part of the exorcism where you throw the holy water at the girl and she starts to get extra volatile. That's what it feels like to me. I hate I wish I could do a better job at disassociating myself from some of that pain, but the truth is, I, I, you know, I, I'm a pretty empathic guy. I don't I I I cringe even saying that because it sounds so overused, but I care that other people succeed. I want people to do well. And I, and yet I found myself covering this court case where we are championing Clayton and that collateral damage seems to be affecting very much so the instigator. But it's like, you know, that whole thing about actions have consequences here. You know, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one for me, folks. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully I can turn the mood around today. I'll tell you what, I got a good news story for you. It involves Taylor Swift and how rich she is. We'll have that right after this. All right, folks, I actually have two Taylor Swift stories here, and I'm so excited to share both of them. The first one is Taylor Swift seen handing out hundos, $100 bills to food runners for her suite at Chiefs game in viral moment. Taylor's generous show of support is going viral and getting the meme treatment. That's right. She's showcasing her generosity, her generous spirit during the holiday season. The Karma Singer 34 made sure to take care of the food runners who were serving her and others in the suite cheering on boyfriend Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs as they took on the New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium Sunday. A fan photo taken of Swift visiting the food runners and handing out $100 bills as tips has since gone viral, with several people applauding the singer for taking care of those around her. It isn't even about the money. She's just a solid human. It isn't even about the money. It's just that she's always showing in many different ways that she's a solid human being. All right, solid human being. And in the photo, it's just her holding those $100 bills there. That's not all she's doing, though, in this suite. She's also apparently getting very busy at baking. Okay, I don't even know where to begin here, but former NFL quarterback Bernie Kosar uh, talks about meeting Taylor Swift. <laughs> is it me, guys, or is this a Taylor Swift nation and we're all just uh, watching President Swift here in action? Uh, every story that I'm sharing gets funnier and funnier in the best way possible. Here's what former NFL quarterback, again, he's like a dad's age, right? Here's what he had to say about meeting Taylor Swift. But Travis was cool. He had us over his house for pregame meal. And then all of a sudden, it's just so cool. Taylor Swift comes in by herself, and it's so nice and humbled. And for the so Swifties out there, for young mothers or fathers out there who their kids um, look up to her, there's are a lot of role models out there that maybe aren't disingenuous or maybe not the proper ones to look up to. Um, from looking up to her, I had heard she was awesome. Okay, and. 
um, getting a chance to meet her, I can't believe how even more awesome she was. And to be nice to maybe me or the family, you know, maybe that's one thing. But, man, over a couple days, Jen and Tim, Mm -hmm. to see how genuine she was with everybody. But as she's cruising in, how special. She comes in, and she made cinnamon rolls for (laughs) Travis. So I'm a juicer, modified intermittent fasting, Kosar coffee, and right, you know yeah. the juicing and all that, vitamin D infused. But hell, you gotta try. <laughs> you gotta try a little nibble of a cinnamon roll. Yes, you do. Taylor did. So, <laughs> so uh, wait, you didn't say were they good cinnamon rolls? Oh, they were awesome. Were they? <laughs> so they were really good cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I don't care if you've been dieting for 30 years straight. If Taylor Swift makes you a cinnamon roll. Gosh darn it, you're eating that cinnamon roll. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I just love, I love these stories I hear of Taylor Swift. Um, she's worth God knows how much money. And there she is with her couple cats baking for her boyfriend. So he scores well in the football game. You got to love it. Good for her. God bless her. All right. Well, what else do we have in the news here? Oh, I meant to cover this. Okay. Here is. Trisha Paytas, is that her name? I'm guessing she's famous. I don't know the name. She's criticizing Nick Vial's age gap with Natalie. And I'm probably going to come to defense of Nick here because it's like, look, Natalie's his fiance. She's having a baby. Like, we don't need to throw them any hate. But let's listen to what she has to say first, and then I'll interject. Oh, do you? I don't know. There's a podcast. I won't say his name. There's like a <laughs> podcaster who gives relationship advice. And I just, and I liked him or whatever. Maybe you know. Anyways, if you can guess, we can play who guess it. Uh, <laughs> Not that it's no, it's bad. So I really liked him. And I thought, oh God, he's so smart. Like for a guy, like a straight guy, I thought he's like really insightful with relationships. And I was like, oh my God, I love this guy. But I literally just saw TikTok this morning while my stomach was hurting and I was like on the toilet. I was like looking at TikTok with this girl. That's like he met his maybe now fiance or girlfriend. Fiance. They've been dating, I don't know, I don't know how long they've been dating, but there's an 18 year age gap. And he started dating her when she was 18 and he was 37. Oh. And like, yeah. So I was like, I kind of, and the tell TikTok was like, I don't want to get relationship. I'm the same way. And I really kind of like this, not like, not a fan, just like liked listening to this podcast. Now I heard that. I was like. Okay. I'll give her credit for not using his name. I thought she outed his name. It's pretty obvious who this is. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, look, sure. You, you can look at it a certain way. It's not illegal. They're clearly having a baby and a family together. So I, I'm kind of on the, the side of, you know, if, if he's the type of guy who consistently goes out after 18-year-olds and then dumps them when they turn 21 or whatever. I, I, I think he was aware that the age gap was going to be a thing. I think it annoyed him. Uh, but at the same time, she's an adult with agency. I don't know. Le- le- let me know if I'm getting this wrong here. But um, I think I think that's, that's one place I've never really poked fun at with him because who am I to tell him what to do with another adult? Ew, what is with people? At first, it's like 18-year age gap. Maybe not bad if you're like 35 or something. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, obviously. But... 1837, I don't know. It was weird. Anyways, I've had it with those kind of people. I was like, God, <laughs> Dane Cooks and then this person. And I was like, I just don't understand. Like, 37 and 18? Because 18 is still a child. Like, you're still a yeah. teenager. You know what I mean? Like, you're 20. Okay, whatever. But 18 is... You're just you're just a child. Like you just were a child days ago. Okay. Yes, you're a child who can fight in wars. And okay, I okay, I understand. If I, I sound creepy, if I defend him, but at the same time, I'm not. You know what? It's like they're having a baby. What do you want? They're having a baby. You know? Maybe maybe he was late developing and had to deal with a lot of immaturity from coming up in the bachelor world and didn't settle down. I don't know. I don't know. I know it's uh, it's the whole world's backwards. I'm defending Nick here, but um, uh, maybe we'll cover more of that on today's episode. We got some real estate in the news, Rob. 
Robert Pattinson selling his Hollywood home for a bare minimum $3 million. Not too bad, but of course, Kanye West selling his Malibu pad for $53 million. That's after gutting the place. He's no longer going to be tied down to the Malibu beach home he bought for tens of millions of dollars, only to totally gut it. He just put it on the market with a celebrity realtor. Yeah, that's right. $53 million, and it's going to be listed. I guess he bought oh he bought the home a couple years ago for $57 million and selling Sunset Star. Jason Oppenheim has the listing. Uh, so he was remodeling this. Yeah, I think you remember we talked about this. He was remodeling it with a famous architecture. architecture architect, <laughs> And they were like going to take out all the windows and it was getting very bizarre. Either way, um, his former project manager is suing Kanye for not paying and so many issues going on there. I tell you what, $53 million just out of my price range. But maybe if you join the Patreon, I'll be able to afford that. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Look, I'm feeling better after I ended this podcast than when I began, and I appreciate all of your support. I'm going to be with you all day long on YouTube. I'll be on the Patreon at 10 a.m. during that hour for the private live stream, and then I'll be here in the afternoon. You're really helping me get through some tough times. I'm not saying that to play a victim here. I'm just being open and honest with you. I appreciate this platform so much. Thank you for being a part of it and for being a part of our family. Well, I'll be uh, making content. We'll see you this afternoon, as always, for another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.